Hello, and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. Uh, right, so welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. This show comes to you every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I'd like to start off by saying hello to everyone in the chat. Hello to Lords of the Longbox. Hello to Colin. Hello to Airy. Uh, hello to uh, Vinesh. And um, basically, to, this whole show is about pop culture. So if you'd like to follow us over on Small Screen, you can follow us at Small Screen Co. Uh, that's everywhere on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you could also like and subscribe, that'd be wonderful. Wherever you're watching, that'd be really cool. You can also follow me as well at EJ Lawser. And we do release this later on as a podcast, and you can get that wherever you get your podcasts at Small Screen Stories. And if you're listening on um, iTunes, sorry, not iTunes, it's not iTunes anymore, on Apple Podcasts, uh, then a five-star rating would be really, really welcome. Right, so let's get straight into the big news of the day, and that's that Amber Heard has apparently been fired from Aquaman 2. So this, where does this come from? So I'm pretty sure this is everything, this is why you're watching this, this is the, the big headline story of this, uh, of this small screen stories episode. And it comes from, uh, well actually it comes from Andy Signal, so it comes from Popcorn Planet. Now before you leave and say, oh well that doesn't, as, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, you have to look at his uh, track record, and it's actually been pretty much spot on uh, with all this stuff. So he actually was the one that um, that, that revealed that uh, Evan Peters was going to be playing Quicksilver in One Division. That proved to be true. He was also the guy that um, said that um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in Spider-Man Three. It looks like he's pretty spot on uh, with that one. It looks like that's what's going to happen. So he's actually. Uh, released this report, which was actually based on uh, something that came from Forbes. So I did talk about this earlier, that there was an article in Forbes, and it was all about Amelia Clark selling her house, her 4.4 million Venice Beach home. Wouldn't it be nice to have a 4.4 million Venice Beach home? <laughs> well, she's selling it anyway. And this was back in December. And the uh, the uh, the author of the article uh, is a guy that really does real estate stuff. He doesn't do entertainment reporting. It's not what he does. But buried within that article was the phrase, um, she's also, Amelia Clark has also signed on to replace Amber Heard as Mira in Aquaman 2. And everyone was like, wait, whoa, what's happening here? So basically what happened was people started trying to see if this was true, myself included. I've been... <laughs> I've been emailing Amelia Clark's PR uh, representatives. I've been emailing like manager, everyone involved with Amelia Clark, everyone involved with Amber Heard. I haven't actually had anything back from them, which in itself isn't unusual. Uh, what is unusual is is actually having people uh, from an actor's kind of entourage uh, contact you directly. That actually happened recently with Jennifer Lawrence, and uh, that was to do with the. The whole, um, is she going to be playing Sue Storm thing? And they categorically denied it, which to me thinks that's not happening. But um, at least she's not playing Sue Storm. But when with this thing, it's radio silence. There's nothing from Amelia Clark's side. There's nothing from Amber Heard's side. Amber Heard, I understand. Like Amber Heard has actually been touting like, oh, I'm going to be in this film. Yes, yes, I'm going to be in this film. But actually, no contracts have been signed. Um, nothing's actually been done yet. They're still writing the movie. So it still is going to be directed by James Wan. They're still writing the film. They're in pre-production. So at the moment, is really, really early days. So according to Andy Signor, that 
she won't be in it. She's not going to be in the movie. He does kind of, he does do that whole double negative thing, which is kind of a bit frustrating where he says this is a rumor, but he, um, I'll, I'll get the quote up for you guys. So he actually says, the truth might be that she, Amber Heard, might be removed from Aquaman 2. The reality is that the Amelia Clark part of the story is total rumor. The part of this story that is true is that yes, Amber Heard is fired from Aquaman 2. Now, from what I've heard so far, she's been fired from Aquaman 2. From what I've heard through a source, through other people that are involved in the production, that is uh, that it's already happened. So he's basically saying she's gone. Uh, and then in the, at the end of the video, he kind of goes, you know, he, he he does this. It's what he does. But the thing is, is that I know for a fact that his the people he works with, his sources, do tend to be pretty much spot on uh, with this. And he is saying that this comes from a source that he's uh, that he thinks is reputable. So say what you will about Andy Signor. You know, I know a lot of people don't particularly like him. The thing is, his scoops have proven to be true. He does these things with fans and wire as well. And uh, it looks it it looks like she's not going to be in the film. So Rob, yeah, you might be right. Um, Warner Brothers might buy her out. That might be what's that's probably what's going on at the moment. And she's, I for what I've heard is that she's fighting for her role, and um, she's already apparently desperately trying to negotiate something for Aquaman three. But it seems to me as though Warner Brothers is just not interested and uh, is. They don't want to work with Johnny Depp, and it looks like they don't want to work with Amber Heard either. To be honest, I think that's the best way forward for them, for Warner Brothers specifically, because they've really had a lot of heat about this. And at the moment, what so that fire, you know, fire Amber Heard petition on Change.org is nearing two million signatures. That's unprecedented on Change.org. They've never had like such a massive uh, amount of signatures for one petition. So it's just. It's one of those things, and I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, you know what, I'm starting to think this is true. I'm starting to think they'll just get rid of the character entirely and not have Mira in it. The only thing that that makes me think, oh, maybe this isn't quite what's going to happen, is the fact that there there were these rumors about a a Mira TV show that was happening. So this came from like Daniel Rickman, and I also believe Grace Ranoff said it. People then (laughs) quoted small screen as saying this was happening. We were literally just quoting those two sources. It was Daniel Rickman and and, and Grace Ranoff. I don't think that's happening. Now, I have asked about it, and I haven't had any confirmation about that specifically, but if they're firing her, I I doubt they're going to be making a TV series for HBO Max. What what is true is that Zack Snyder likes her a lot. The problem is is that Zack Snyder's time in the in the DCU is I think over. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think it's pretty much over. There might there is talk. We have we're, we were told that he's working on a on a Joker uh, solo film with Jared Leto. It, I think that does de- that does depend on how well uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League does. So uh, Lord of the Longbox, uh, TiVo, you say, uh, with the Ray Fisher and Whedon stuff, I think Warner Brothers wants to steer away from all controversy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. They, they want it. They, I, I honestly think it's too much to handle to have Amber Heard in the film. And honestly, I know there's support for her, but in all honesty, I, I, I can't think of anybody that would care if she were in the movie or not. And if, if they just didn't have her in the film, I don't think it would... I really don't think it would change much and I don't think there would be massive outrage because she she just hasn't I mean I, I hate to go into all of this about Amber Heard but she really hasn't like been she she hasn't painted herself covered herself in glory in all of this you, we have the we you know we have the recordings and that's something that is 
uh, that, that's been going on now for, for months, even years now. We know about the, the fact that she didn't donate the money that she was supposed to, that she was actually given uh, to donate by Johnny Depp. So that's all there. Uh, Colin, uh, yes, you agree. Hamada seems to um, distance DC, especially from con- controversial figures where possible Snyder, Fisher, Heard, etc. Yeah, you're right. He, he's doing that's exactly what he's doing. Uh, it could be a double-edged sword. Yeah, Lord of the Longbots, long you're right. She uh, might, she, she definitely will go down fighting. I can tell you that. I can tell you that Amber Heard will go down fighting on this. So this is why I think um, Andy Signal was kind of so careful in his wording is because it looks like, as far as Warner Brothers is, is concerned, she's out, but Amber Heard is still fighting this, and we she's very litigious. So I'm pretty sure if she were uh, to if she were kind of just got rid of, she would want to take that to court. She wouldn't do what Johnny Depp did uh, with the um, the Crimes of Grindelwald film, the the, fan, the Fantastic Beast film, and just say, okay, give me the money, I'll go. Uh, because I think well, I can't remember how much he got for that film, but it, it, you know he got a big payoff for that movie. Uh, I'm blanking on the number, but I'm not sure if she'd accept that um, because this basically, honestly. Uh, I know she's in the stand, but after this, like, what else does she have? Would she be hired again? Uh, you know, is she difficult to work with? These are all questions that you got to ask yourself with, a, with 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 this sort of thing. She is, she is a very controversial figure at the moment. So, yeah, why are they keeping Ezra Miller, Colin? You know what? You've got a point. You've really got a point. I now that whole strangling video thing. I really don't know what was going on there. I think that was in Reykjavik that he did that in a bar. And was it like a bet? Was it a debt? I think someone said that that was actually genuine. Uh, that was there said that they had to escort Ezra out of the premises. Now the, everything's gone a bit quiet with Ezra Miller. He's gone quiet. Warner Brothers have gone quiet. They're doing the Flash movie. So I'm assuming that he's still the Flash and he'll still be in that film. I'm pretty sure they're not going to do the Flash movie and not have Ezra Miller be in it. I mean, it is a bit puzzling. The problem is is that they've just surrounded themselves with pretty controversial figures. Like, you know what? I've got nothing but respect for Ray Fisher, but he is he is very controversial because he... You know, he talks a lot. He he posts a lot online, and it kind of it's never ending with him. Uh, Amber Heard is is like you know we all know what's going on with Amber Heard. We all know what's going on with Johnny Depp. We all know what happened with Joss Whedon. What on earth were they doing associating themselves with Joss Whedon? Uh, I will never ever never ever be able to work out. Uh, we had that you know that whole story that apparently Warner Brothers executives thought his movie was a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> apologies for the language, but that is actually true. Uh, that was revealed in a Vanity Fair article recently. So I suppose all of this to say is that uh, Warner Brothers is a bit of a mess right now. Uh, the DCU is in a bit of a mess as well. What are they going to do moving forward? They're doing this Aquaman 2 film. They're doing another Wonder Woman film. They're doing the Flash movie, the Flash uh, movie. So what's happening there? Is that is is this is is the DCU going to continue? I don't know. I think they might end up just doing more kind of standalone films, almost like uh, like, like the Batman. I know this uh, Flash movie might kind of sort everything out, and then we might end like I mean, we've been told that we that there is going to be a Batman Beyond series, so maybe they might lean more into those sorts of things, like HBO Max series, and do that sort of thing. That could be a way forward, actually. That could be quite an interesting way forward. But do let me know what you guys think about all of this because it's a big, big bit of news, and um, I'm pretty sure we're going to have something. I mean. I, I, I'm 
I'm pretty sure we're going to have something from one of the main trades pretty soon, some sort of statement from somebody. Again, I have been asking um, uh, the people behind these actors like that are in their entourage, their, their PR teams and their representatives and managers. Uh, I've even been on the phone to some people trying to get a, a response and I just get no comment, you know. This is happening. They're obviously having a lot of this, so it's been a it's been a a bit of a whirlwind for for me and f obviously for the for the people behind uh, like um, <laughs> Amelia Clark's team and Amber Heard's team as well. I'm not again. I'm not so sure if Amelia Clark has been cast has been uh, cast as Mira. I think that was probably a mistake on the Forbes uh, author, the the writer over there. I can't I can't remember his name right now, but um. Because he's again not an entertainment reporter, so he just doesn't. He probably doesn't know what he's writing about. So again, yeah, Rob, you're right. Insurance could be an issue. This is apparently this is what uh, Andy Signal was saying is that she's just it, uh, she's really difficult to insure, um, and it will just cost them far too much to do that. And I think that was probably this similar sort of thing with Johnny Depp. I think it did come down to insurance as well. It just it would end up they'd lose they'd lose less money by just cutting ties with them, not paying the insurance, and actually getting a new actor in. I think they're just going to write the the character out of it completely. I, I think that's how they'll go forward. Yeah, so let me know what you guys think in the comments. Right, so moving on and moving on to uh, Tom Holland has revealed that Disney and Sony Pictures have agreed on a new Spider-Man deal. So again, he likes to talk, doesn't he? He likes <laughs> Tom Holland is a bit of a talker. And uh, in a, it, it, this was uh, was this with one of the Jimmys? I think it was. Uh, is it? Ugh, I always get mixed up with those two. It's either Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon uh so doo -doo -doo -doo, here we go so this was in so yeah this is, this is actually collider so it was neither of the jimmies so he said spider-man 3 would be my last one under contract so i've always said to them that if they want me back i'll be there in a heartbeat i've loved every minute and uh of being a part of this amazing world it's changed my life for the better um i'm so lucky to be here if they want me back i'll be there if they don't, I will walk off into the sunset with a very, very, uh, a very, very happy person because it's been an amazing journey. So then, this is uh, the specific quote about him talking about uh, the agreement. So the way I understand it is that the agreement between the two studios uh, has already happened. I don't think they're going to run into the same troubles they did as we're going into. It was Spider-Man Two: Far From Home had come out, and then the whole thing happened between Sony and Marvel. I think the two studios have worked that out. I don't think that that will be a problem in the future. That said, I'm the I'm just the actor, and I'm always uh, I was sorry, and I was a part of a few phone calls during that process. But I think they love working with each other. I think they found a way in which. It can be beneficial for both studios, and I'm just kind of a kid in the middle between the two parents during an argument. So basically, he's saying that they've, uh, yeah, that they've they've agreed a deal, which is fantastic. We this is what we wanted. We wanted uh, Marvel and Sony to agree on a deal because, as it stands, uh, Spider-Man, like the deal they have, is going to end with Spider-Man Three. So that we know that's called Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Now that was revealed yesterday. So there was that, yes, Colin, you're right, there was that brief freakout moment in it back in 2019 when they had to renegotiate the contract uh, with uh, Marvel and Sony. Basically, Sony played a fast one on Marvel, They, oh, sorry, on Disney. Um, they kind of said, yeah, we're not going to do it. Uh, and were basically asking for more money. They wanted more money. Um, they, they wanted more control. Uh, in the end, kind of Marvel gave Sony what they wanted because basically the way it works out is that actually Sony makes all the profit. So Marvel make the film, 
Uh, Sony kind of bankrolls it to a, to a certain extent, but also uh, Disney puts in a lot of money as well. And, uh, and then what ends up happening is Sony markets the film, releases the movie, and gets all, makes, <laughs> makes all the money from it. But what Marvel gets in return is the ability to use Spider-Man in other MCU properties. So that's why we got to see um, Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man in Captain America Winter Soldier. And then, I don't know, was it Winter Soldier? Was it Civil War he was in first? It was Civil War he was in first. And then and then we got to see him in the Avengers films. And he was a massive part of that. And he, he will be a massive part of the MCU moving forward. I, I know that the, the quote before is him saying, oh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I know for a fact he's coming back for Spider-Man 4 and he will be turning up in more MCU movies. What it looks like they're going to be doing and what I think they've agreed on is having um, having a kind of relationship where Tom Holland's Spider-Man is in one thing. So maybe Tom Holland's Spider-Man turns up occasionally in the MCU, but mainly in the kind of Sony Spider-Verse films. And then they have Miles Morales turn up in the MCU and Miles Morales be the, the MCU's main Spider-Man. That could be one way forward or it could be the other way around. Now, I don't have any insider information on that. I don't I don't know specifically what's going to happen. This is just me speculating. Uh, I I think that would be a cool way forward, having two Spider-Men. And uh, we already know that it was... Who was the, the guy that was playing? So it was Donald Glover was playing the uncle of Miles Morales in Home... Uh, is it Far From Home? I think it was. Or it was either Far From Home or Homecoming. I, can't, I think it was Homecoming, actually. He was in there. So we know that, that Miles Morales exists in this universe so then that makes me think well if that if if they exist then you've got the five years as well uh after the snap so he'll be a bit older than he was back then so i think we're going to be seeing miles morales pretty soon i have been told that he's going to be involved in spider-man 4 so there'll be a fourth spider-man film whether that's part of the home trilogy i don't know whether they'll expand it or not i'm not sure but i've just been told that both tom holland and miles morales so peter parker and miles morales will be involved in Spider-Man 4. But what do you guys make of this? Do let me know in the comments. Is this is Spider like are you excited for Spider-Man No No Way Home? Is that a good title? I think it's a really good title personally. I really like it. I loved I loved the reveal that they did the other day. I thought that was fantastic, a brilliant reveal. But do let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Right, so moving on to the next bit of news and this one I'm actually really bummed about. So this basically Kevin Feige, he he did a lot of talking the other day. And uh, and this was during the, what's it called? The Television Critics Association Winter 2021 tour. God, they need to work out a better name because that is far too long. And this I got this via Decider. And basically, uh, Kevin Feige revealed that apart from Deadpool, they're not going to be working on any other R-rated movies. So what does that mean? So that basically means that Blade, the upcoming Blade movie, which is supposed to star Mahershala Ali, as Blade, which is fantastic casting, by the way, brilliant casting. Well, if if we take what Kevin Feige is saying at face value, then it means that we're not going to get an R-rated version of Blade. How can you do Blade without it being R-rated? They announced this film, so it's it's been announced, and uh, this is actually what. Uh, so basically, um, Kevin Feige said that everything they make. Uh, so it's for kids and adults is, is what he said that everything they make and he said we've been able to tell all kind all the kinds of stories that we wanted with the tonality and the ratings we have now and it seems as though that's not going to change in the future he was basically saying that everything with the exception of the Deadpool franchise is going to be R, is going to be isn't going to be R-rated sorry so that's the future of the MCU so this this also probably brings in the likes of 
like the Punisher series that apparently they're working on and the the Daredevil series that they're working on these are all I mean if we take if if we're like looking at what Kevin Feige said here in the in uh, the other day well it looks like they're not going to be R-rated so I think there's a problem there now that they have Star as well on Disney Plus they do have that like area where they can put these this MCU content so why not just kind of push the boundaries a bit more we saw that what what Fox was doing with uh, with their with their Marvel content, with like the likes of Logan and Deadpool, they're really pushing the boat out, and and they saw that those films were still doing really well at the box office. So it seems to me as though uh, Kevin Feige is just a bit worried about that tone. About he wants it to be more family friendly. He wants to be able. I mean, they want to have that huge kind of audience, which um, an R-rated movie won't be able to have. But then I also don't, I personally don't see the problem of having a couple of films that are kind of on the side that are R-rated and really for adults and not so much for kids. But it seems as though this is something that Kevin Feige is very, very uh, kind of gung-ho about. He really, really wants uh, these films to be kind of all the same kind of tone and uh, not R-rated. The only ones that will be is, are the Deadpool films, and that's because they came to them R-rated, so they kind of have to make those films R-rated. So that kind of puts the Deadpool films in a bit of a weird situation. Are they gonna, Are they still going to be part of the MCU? Well, Kevin Feige did reveal a couple of uh, weeks ago that, yes, they will be part of the, uh, the MCU, uh, and they will be R-rated, is what he said. So it, it kind of puts them in a bit of a weird position. So And also, if you're a kid, and uh, like... You know, I think it's what in America it's, it's you have to be seventeen and accompanied by an adult to see um, to to to. Or if you're below seventeen, you have to be accompanied by an adult. I believe that's right. If that's R rated, it's different here because in the UK it's just a fifteen rating. Let let me know in the comments if that I've got that right. Is it if you're an R rated film? Is if you're seventeen and under, you have to be accompanied by an adult. I believe that's right. But in the UK, uh, it's fifteen. And basically anyone under the age of 15 can't see the movie. Uh, then there's 15 restricted, um, which or 15, yeah, 15 like PG kind of thing. 15, yeah, uh, where you can be accompanied by an adult if you're, if you're, you're younger than 15. But uh, this, this is the whole thing that annoys me about this because I really, really think that they have, that they're really kind of, there's a massive problem here because they have this content now they have all the stuff from fox and a lot of it is r-rated like the logan stuff the you know the 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 deadpool stuff and it really showed that they were doing something really interesting with it so here colin says uh, going all the way with our rating is not often not not necessarily sorry not often necessary these days i can't read it can also introduce more financial risk for studio just look at Birds of Praise, box office, but Joker was a big exception. Yeah, you, you are right, but also, I know what you mean, but also look at Logan and look at Deadpool. Um, those films are both R-rated and people thought they weren't going to do very well because they were R-rated, especially with Deadpool. Um, Birds of Prey, I mean, honestly, that film failed on marketing. Uh, the, the, the re- I mean, the, the reason people didn't go to see it was because they didn't realize it was a Harley Quinn film. And uh, it was called Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, or whatever the hell that film was called. I did, I did personally really like that film, but I think that was more of a marketing problem. And Joker, yeah, Joker did really well. So honestly, I don't, I mean, I know where you're coming from, but I also kind of, I'm going to, you know, respectfully disagree because there have been other exceptions that have done really well. And they've been specifically Marvel projects like, you know, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, 
and Logan, they did really well. So, I mean, I think it's I think I think you're right in this in the sense that they want to keep uh, their viewership as open as possible. They want to have as big an audience as possible. So they don't want to cut that off. They'll basically cut that in half by making it R-rated. But um, yeah, you're right. Lords of the Long, but The Matrix was R-rated, and that did really well. So so I think if it's a good film and it requires being R-rated, then it's like that makes sense. You know, do it, and I think it'll do well if it's well marketed. Marvel knows how to market their films brilliantly. They they know that. So I'm I'm personally hoping that he's kind of not telling the truth because I really do think, especially a film like Blade, which involves vampires, it will it will it will be gory. I mean, it will. You can't really make that uh, and not be R-rated. It just the subject matter is so it is so dark, and the fact that I mean, why announce a Blade movie if you're then going to kind of do do like a you know, watered down version of the film. I, I think it just, I mean, look at the original Blade films. They were, they were all rated. And they, I thought the first two were really good. The third one was terrible, but the first two were really good. And um, I just think they need, they need to be quite careful uh, with what they're doing here, because I do actually think that um, an R rated Blade film is definitely important. I think that's the only way you can do that movie. So if they're thinking of doing a PG 13 like version of that film, then I don't think it's worth doing. And if you've got someone like Mahersha Ali in his blade, you've got to do that film and you've got to do it right. But do let me know what you guys think in the comments. Right, uh, apparently Tom Holland uh, auditioned for the role of Finn in Star Wars The Force Awakens, but completely botched the audition. So, I mean, uh, I've actually auditioned for roles in the past, so I do know what it's like to audition for things. It's not nice. But uh, he revealed this in an interview with Backstage, and he said... Um, he said, I've I've had quite a few, we're talking about bad auditions. I've read the wrong lines at the wrong audition before. That's bad. I remember my audition for Star Wars. I was like four or five auditions in, and I think I was auditioning for John Boyega's role. I remember doing this scene with this lady, bless her, and she was a drone. So I was just talk I was just doing all this like, we gotta get back to the ship, and she was going bleep, bleep, bloop. Uh, and I just couldn't stop laughing. I found it so funny and I felt really bad because she was trying really hard to be a convincing android or drone or whatever they're called. Yeah, I obviously didn't get the part. It wasn't my best moment. <laughs> uh, right, sorry, I got a comment here from uh, Freddie. Uh, big up to Freddie, he's my bro. Uh, silly, I'm not, uh, sorry, silly, I'm not sure Blade would appeal to young kids too scared. You know, you're right, exactly, you're right. It wouldn't, it's not the type of film that would appeal to young kids. So why 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 not make it r-rated i honestly i don't understand that but this whole this whole thing with uh with, with sorry going back to uh tom holland's auditioning first off he was auditioning for the part of finn now what would that be like imagine a f imagine the force awakens imagine the star wars films the new ones with tom holland as finn it'd be a very different movie honestly i think he's completely wrong for the part anyway so it's probably a very good it's a good thing that he botched this uh this audition but I just thought it was kind of a funny, a funny little aside. Again, he's he's revealing that he auditioned. He was five auditions in, so he's really, really close to getting the role. And uh, he kind of messed up because he couldn't stop laughing. That is so Tom Holland. But the thing, thing I'm having, I'm, I'm I am having slight issues with Tom Holland at the moment because I do love him as Spider Man. But the guy's being cast in everything. Like seriously, he's he's got so much going on at the moment. I mean, it's good for him. But I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit kind of skeptical about him as Nathan Drake in the upcoming Uncharted film. Hopefully it'll be really good. I think he actually looks pretty good in the picture. Uh, I'll show you guys the picture of him. That, 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 that's him as Nathan Drake. I think he looks pretty cool there. But um, 
I don't know. I think he's in too much stuff. If, if he would have been in Star Wars, I think I don't think that would have been right for the role. So they obviously knew that. So they went ahead and cast John Boyega instead. But do let me know what you guys think about that. Who else do you think? Have you got any alternative casting suggestions for the Star Wars films? To be honest, maybe I think people just want to forget them now. Uh, right, moving on. And actually moving on to an exclusive of ours. This is uh, really exciting. Um, basically... So it comes from uh, an Instagram post by Henry Cavill. So Henry Cavill um, posted a picture of him in the makeup, uh, kind of hair and makeup truck uh, for The Witcher. And he uh, posted a picture of him looking at a script. And people were wondering, what is this script? So then it was revealed uh, by, was it Games? So it's, uh, I can't remember the name. It was, it was revealed by a website. I do want to just quote the website because they did a really good job in this and uh, it's what they were doing was really tricky because I was desperately trying to figure out what was written on the page and they basically revealed that it was uh, for Mass Effect so it's a game pressure and uh, if you you can go on the site now I'll, I'll bring it up here so this is this is but I'm not going to read it all because it's all kind of a bit disjointed because there are any parts of the text you can see so it references the Citadel, it references uh, Admiral uh, Oxden and Shepard uh, and the Dreadnought. So basically he's reading a script for um, for the uh, the Mass Effect movie. And um, I was asking around, asking people that I've worked with uh, in the past and uh, working with constantly on these things about about this being like, is, is there a Mass Effect film? First off was what I was asking, is it a film or a TV series? And, uh, and is Henry Cavill in it? And this is what they said. They said, uh, the, the source came back to me and said, I can confirm that Henry Cavill's been cast as Shepard in a Mass Effect project. And then I asked them, is this going to be a movie or a TV show? And then they said, this is going to be a movie, not a series. This script has been in the works for quite some time now, and Cavill's schedule won't allow him to star in yet another series with him doing The Witcher. The Witcher season three is already in early development, and that will take up a lot of Cavill's time. So basically... It looks, I was told that he's doing a movie. This is going to be a Mass Effect movie. And then this, so I posted this and then Giant Freaking Robot came out with um, their own exclusive on this. And they actually uh, developed the story a bit more. uh, And apparently it's going to be a trilogy. Uh, So they're doing a Mass Effect trilogy, which is brilliant news because personally, I'm a massive fan of the Mass Effect uh, uh, games, especially Mass Effect 2. I thought it was a brilliant game. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't so good, but it looks like they're doing the film. At least this is what I've been told. And it looks like this is going to be a trilogy. And Henry Cavill's going to be playing Commander Shepard. So do let me know what you guys think about this in the comments. Is this something you're excited about? I personally think he is perfect casting for this because... Shepard is quite gruff. He's, uh, I mean, again, if you've played the games, then you'll know you kind of, you do, you do is, you kind of do your own face and stuff. So there's no real face uh, to the character. Not, it's not like The Witcher where there is kind of a, a character design. So you kind of design your own character in that. And people tend to go quite, you know, rugged and stuff. But I really think if you give Henry Cavill a crew cut, uh, he'll look great. He'll look brilliant in the part. And I actually think he's a really good actor. So I'm really excited to see what he can do with this. Of course, this is something, this is a project that they've been desperately trying to get off the ground for such a long time now. So it looks like they've finalized the, the script. He's reading it as we speak, which is great. And they're going to be making it into a trilogy. And this kind of comes, like there's a lot of stuff in like the kind of uh, video game movie adaptations coming out or just kind of on-screen adaptations. So we got the uh, the Uncharted um, movie that's coming out with Tom Tom uh, Holland and uh, who's this? Uh, 
Who's the other guy that's in that? I'm blanking on his name right now. Mark Wahlberg. Um, Mark Wahlberg is in that as well. So uh, Tom Holland's playing Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg's playing Sully. And uh, then we've also got the uh, sequel to uh, the Sonic movie, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is coming out, which apparently has got uh, Jason Momoa in it, uh, voicing... Um, who's he voicing? It's not Tails, it's the other... Knuckles. Uh, voicing Knuckles. And then we've also got The Last of Us TV show, which is coming to HBO Max. and uh, Sorry, HBO. And it's got Pedro Pascal in it, and he's playing Joel. Uh, the other actress that's been cast in it is the girl from Game of Thrones playing Ellie and I'm blanking on her name now as well um, but basically it really looks like there's a massive push at the moment to make this kind of video game content on on the big screen and I'm thinking I'm really starting to think that this is the precipice that we're at the beginning here of what will be a future like the, the next kind of superhero uh, genre I think video game movies are going to become the next superhero movie genre and because there's just so much stuff out there to choose from, and it and Sony especially. Now this won't be. This isn't a Sony thing. Uh, this is uh, actually I haven't. I haven't been able to work out who who who's doing this film, but it's not Sony. Um, but Sony are developing a lot of projects at the moment. They've actually got their own studio, like um, PlayStation kind of Sony Sony video games kind of adaptation studio. Uh, so one of the first things they're, they're doing is The Last of Us, and they're also doing Uncharted. So they're doing a massive push. So I really do think that uh, that this this is really going to be a massive, massive thing for video game movies. I think Mass Effect, it, casting someone like Henry Cavill in it, who is, he is box office. Henry Cavill is box office. We've seen with The Witcher. The Witcher season one is one of the most streamed, one of the most viewed things on Netflix. People love Henry Cavill. He is Superman, you know, he, people will go and see him. And uh, I think he'd be great for this. Uh, this, to me, it also means that he's probably not going to be the next Bond if he's attached himself to this being a trilogy. It, it looks like he's kind of given up on Bond. Uh, you know, that's fine. You get, get Mass Effect instead. That'll do really well. You'll do really. He'll do really well from that. But do let me know what you guys think about a Mass Effect movie and having Henry Cavill be um, uh, playing Commander Shepard. Right, let me know in the comments below. Right, moving on, and moving on to uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. So I don't know if you saw it, but the trailer for the new uh, for his new film that's coming to Netflix, uh, Army of the Dead, was released today. It was released actually by Zack Snyder on Twitter. The guy's always on, twi on Twitter. And you know what? I think the trailer looked really, really good. Uh, apart from some, I, I will say one thing. I think the font in it reminded me too much of 2016 Suicide Squad, uh, but. I really like the look of it. So the film's starring Dave Bautista, who I love, and it's going to be about a group of mercenaries that go to Las Vegas, where there's uh, they're basically taking they're they're going into the quarantine zone. So following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. So it's a heist movie inside a zombie film. I really like that idea. I think it looks like a lot of fun. So they're going to try and go into a casino and go into a vault full of money uh, where there are zombies kind of going about. I think that's a brilliant idea for a film. And uh, I'm really excited to see Zack Snyder go back to this. So I think he did Dawn of the Dead originally, which is really good. And that actually was written by James Gunn, that film. So that was a really, really brilliant film. And then since then, he's done a lot of good, but also a lot of bad. So I actually like... I think he's really good with stuff that's very concisely written. So if you look at like Dawn of the Dead, that's a really, just a really well-written script. 
brilliant script. And the same thing with, uh, with um, Watchmen and the same thing with 300. Very concise scripts. Um, and then you get into other things where it's kind of Zack Snyder's left <laughs> to his own devices. And uh, so you get the likes of Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman. I mean, uh, what else? Uh, Sucker Punch as well. And those films, I know it's, they've got their fans. And I actually think there are good elements in all three of those films, actually. Again, I do think Sucker Punch is terrible. Uh, but I think there are there are good qualities within those movies. The problem is it's just too much. And this is one, one of the things I'm a bit worried about Zack Snyder's Justice League for. But when it comes to this film, to Army of, Army of the Dead, it seems to me as though it's a very concise idea. And it's a very... Uh, it'll be a very contained movie, and that's one of the, one of the things that I'm I'm actually most excited to see. I think it's got a really good cast, uh, it's got a really good premise, and I really really do. I mean, he uh, Zack Snyder is credited as being one of the writers, but you've got Shay Hatton there. So he wrote the screenplay with a with someone called Shay Hatton, and Zack Snyder developed the story with uh, uh, Joby Harold. So who, what did Shay Hatton do before this? So she did. Uh, uh, she was the writer on John Wick. So John Wick Chapter Three. So you know, pretty. I think that's a pretty good. <laughs> he's obviously in very very good uh, hands here. So if and also, uh, uh, Joby Harold is the writer for what he's the writer for the Obi Wan Kenobi TV series, and uh, ooh, uh, King Arthur, mm, yeah, and Awake. Ooh. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, but Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean, if you're involved in that, you must be quite a pretty good writer. Um, so Colin has to say uh, Netflix is being big on this property. Uh, sorry, it's betting big on this property. They're making a prequel and an animated series tie-in already. I wonder if it will be uh, tie-in to Dawn somehow. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they are doing a, a prequel animated series, which I think is a really good idea. I think that's a really, really fascinating idea. So it seems to me, yeah, they, they have a lot of faith in this. And I also wonder whether Zack Snyder will just end up working a lot with Netflix after this. So uh, it might it might be a kind of a match made in heaven. And uh, I'm again, I think this is going to be brilliant, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, it's coming out on May twenty first on on Netflix, so I'm looking forward for that date. But do let me know what you guys think in the comments. Right, moving away a bit from uh, uh, from um, movie stuff. Uh, I'm not. I, I was going to talk a bit about Emma Watson quitting acting, but I'm not because I think that story is BS. Uh, but it does come from the Daily Mail. But yeah, go on, if you want to know more about that story, go on the website. It, it's on there. But um, I want to talk a little bit more about Kevin Feige. So. Feige was actually talking, so this is again going back to, sorry, my computer's just gone off. Uh, this was uh, going, <laughs> of course it does. Uh, I'll just keep on going. Uh, this uh, this goes back to the same the same thing I was talking about before, the, um, <laughs> uh, dear. Right, uh, this was going back to uh, the same thing that I was talking about before, the, what was it, the, the the critics thing. I can't remember the name of it because it's so long and it's such an awful name. Uh, let me get it here. Let's see. Uh, right, so the, the Television Critics Association Winter 2021 tour. And uh, in that, he actually he actually kind of talked about, uh, he, he talked a, a bit... <laughs> Sorry, it's all going wrong. My computer's turned off, so I'm trying to work out what's going on there. Uh, yeah, so he was... What was he talking about? Here we go. This isn't great. Uh, da, 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 da. As I've lost... So here we go. 
uh, he actually re- referenced Agents of Shield. So this is this is something I actually was talking on uh, Lords of the Longbox yesterday with Tivo about, and this was uh, kind of interesting because um, he said that they were talking about um, like the fans of the other shows. So he said, I think there are legions of Agents of Shield fans and Daredevil fans and Jessica Jones fans and Luke Cage fans that would disagree with you in terms of success or not. So they're talking about the success of those shows. Uh, There's been a very big fan base for these shows, but it really just comes down to a different team and a different team of storytellers telling stories in a different way. So basically, it's, I mean, the fact that he would reference those shows is already a big deal. We've heard the likes, we've heard that Charlie Cox is coming back as uh, as Daredevil, we've heard that. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Kristen Ritter is going to be coming back as Jessica Jones, and that uh, Kevin Feige wants uh, Mike Coulter to come back as uh, as Luke Cage. There have also been rumours that um, Clark Gregg and uh, Chloe Bennett are going to be coming back as uh, Phil Coulson and uh, and Quake. Not in a not in a, an Agents of Shield show. This is what this is what we've been saying. So actually, big up to Mikey Sutton about this one. This is something that he uh, he posted, but actually. Uh, reportedly in Secret uh, <laughs> Kevin Feige joins the chat uh, re- reportedly in Secret Invasion is the show that they're going to be coming back in and the mere fact that he would reference Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. knowing the kind of history so if you don't know the history of that show and actually all of these shows uh, these Netflix uh, shows basically Kevin Feige had no control over those shows and, uh, and one of <laughs> Mike Coulter Coulter not Halter I think it's Coulter Kevin, get get your names right. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, those sorry those shows were actually overseen by a guy called Jeff Loeb, and uh, Jeff Loeb uh, that was Marvel Television, and Jeff Loeb is now uh, a kind of uh, he's gone, he's not involved anymore, and uh, and those basically all those shows the rights have reverted back to Marvel Studios, so that means that Kevin Feige is back in control. So one of the things that Kevin Feige really didn't like was the fact that there were these shows being made that he just couldn't have any say over. And it's reported that he didn't get on with Jeff Loeb. They didn't see eye to eye creatively, let's say. So one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is seeing what he does with these characters. So Because these characters are still around. So we're already hearing that Charlie Cox is back as Daredevil. So he's going to be in Spider-Man 3. He's uh, reportedly going to be in the Moon Knight series as well. And I believe Luke Cage is going to be in the Moon Knight series too. So, uh, Sorry, not Moon Knight. Uh, Daredevil is going to be in She-Hulk. And Luke Cage is going to be in Moon Knight, so they're bringing in these, uh, you know, the, these these really, I think, talented uh, talented uh, actors uh, and playing playing the roles they've been playing for so long, and it makes sense not to recast them and just to bring those back. And um, yeah, like and subscribe, 40, uh, 42 cuts productions. Yeah, like and subscribe. That'd be wonderful if you could guys all do that. And uh, Kevin Feige is still on his coffee, and we've got Geekosity in the comments too. Hi, Geekosity. How are you guys doing? Uh, I am. Uh, I am talking about one of your scoops uh, involving Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, and also actually Moon Knight, I think that was yours as well, wasn't it? Moon Knight and Luke Cage having a bit of a fight in the upcoming Moon Knight series. So it basically seems to to me at least um, is Kevin Feige's teasing the return of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And um, this is something that's been in the, like been talked about for quite a long time now. And uh, and I'm really I'm personally excited. I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I'm not. The, I wasn't the biggest fan of Agents of Shield. I actually thought the show was a bit meh. 
especially towards the end. But um, I like the actors. I like the characters. I like Quake. I like Chloe Bennett. I like Clark Gregg. I think he was done a bit, you know, he's done a bit of a disservice in the MCU. He was basically killed off in the MCU and then brought back in the in the TV show. So there's a lot of stuff to be looking forward to if you're a Marvel fan. Let's let's end end that that particular bit on that. And uh, right, moving away from Marvel and actually onto some uh, Netflix stuff. And apparently, Millie Bobby Brown wants more money from Netflix for Stranger Things Five. So this comes from Daniel Rickman. This is the first time I've mentioned him tonight. He's a, a serial scooper that I'm pretty sure you guys at Geekosity will be very familiar with him. I also think Kevin Feige might be familiar with this guy. Laws of the Longbox, maybe. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Please let me know, know, know in the chat. But he is a serial scoopster. This is what I like to call him. He's someone, he has a Patreon page where uh, basically you have to pay to go and see his scoops. Now, I do not pay to see his scoops. I actually go to uh, We Got This Covered and they cover all of his scoops. Um, sometimes I'm going to be, I'm going to ask, he's, he, he does tend to be right, kind of, let's say 50% of the time. It's very much 50, 50%. And uh, <laughs> Kevin Feige wants to cast TiVo. God, yeah, TiVo. Think, actually, yeah, TiVo, if you don't know, is, is the guy behind Lords of the Longbox. Go and actually go over to their, their channel as well after this. It's a really good channel. I'll be on there tomorrow talking about WandaVision. Very excited about that. But um, yeah, so the, what, what's <laughs> so I've given you the background on Daniel Rickman. And I, again, I don't want to diss him. I, I think he, 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 again, he gets some of the stuff right. Uh, but he does put a lot of stuff out there. And one of the things he's saying is that at the moment, uh, they're negotiating for Stranger Things season five. And he's saying that Millie Bobby Brown wants more money to be in Stranger Things five. That makes sense because Millie Bobby Brown is now a big star. And I just love saying Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, but <laughs> apparently, she wants to get paid specifically more than the adult actors. So that means she wants to get paid more than David Harbour and, uh, and Winona Ryder. Okay. This might be a bit of an issue because uh, Millie Bobby Brown, I mean, she is very big at the moment. She's a big, big star uh, and she's going to become probably even bigger in the future. But the thing is that uh, <laughs> the, the, the thing that, 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 with, that with her is that she's still kind of in her, she's still at the beginning of her, of her career. And actually, David Harbour and and uh, and uh, Winona Ryder are actually massive parts of this show as well. I know that she plays Eleven, and Eleven is probably, people will say, the lead, maybe. To, to be honest, it's the kids. It's the kids all together. So, and I think there might be a bit of an issue if she's asking to get paid more, and then the, the kids, what do the kids do? What does, like, Finn Wolfhard do? It's, again, uh, he's the only one that I know off the top of my head uh, at the moment. I, I, I mean, I... I <laughs> Galen, Galen something, I think one of them's called. Um, but yeah, so there'll be a bit of a disconnect there. There might even be problems on set. So uh, I'm just a bit worried about that. And let's go to the comments. Let's see what people are saying. So we need to finish contracts for you playing Captain Britain. Uh, yeah, uh, Kevin, if you can send those over, uh, my address is, uh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that later. Uh, considering her acting increasing film resume lately, Millie being paid more makes sense. Yeah, you're right, Rob, you are right. Uh, give give Tivo a guest role in Strange Academy. Oh, that'd be great. I think you should you should so do that. That'd be brilliant. He should be in there. Uh, Paul Tivo will be playing Doctor Strange's cousin from, from Cali. That'd be a good one as well. And uh, yeah, Kevin seems to think that Millie Bobby Brown should get more money. Um, I mean, 
again she's got so i suppose she's got a lot of weight behind her now now that she's been in like the enola holmes movie and apparently they're making a sequel for that and a spin-off and she's also been in the godzilla film so she was in godzilla king of the monsters and she's going to be in godzilla versus kong so she is becoming like she's a she's a household name now really for i mean for people younger than myself i think a lot of people know who she is and um they wouldn't be able to the, the, the fact of the matter is they wouldn't be able to do a stranger things season five without millie bobby brown now what should they do a stranger things season five i'm pretty sure they will do i really don't think you could do i think netflix needs a stranger things season five because it's such a big show for them and uh, again millie bobby brown is a massive draw so i'm pretty sure they'll end up paying her netflix can be a bit tight sometimes with money uh, i have heard that they, they can be a bit funny about it actually the way that they get things made is also really weird because Netflix doesn't actually, when you talk about green lighting and, and, and paying for things, actually Netflix often isn't the company that's paying for things. It's actually another company. What Netflix says is go and do it. We'll say, and then we'll see like the pilot, we'll, we'll watch it and then we'll decide whether we should put it on on our streaming service or not. That was how it, how it was done originally. Now we do have these Netflix originals and they do spend quite a lot of money on those. But to begin with, that was how a lot of stuff was made on Netflix. So all the kids, uh, this, is, this is Guy Costi, all the kids, they're the main cast, the show would not work without them. You're totally right. Sounds like Minnie Bobby Brown's agent is, push, is putting stuff out there in the press before contracts are renegotiated. I'm also pretty sure you're correct on that. I think that's, I think that's spot on. Personally, I think she deserves to get paid more. The only thing I worry about is if she gets paid more, if, if she negotiates a contract where she's getting paid a certain amount, and then there's a massive disparity between how much the kids are getting paid, the rest of the, the, the kids, then I do wonder whether that might create friction on set. And I'm not sure if David Harbour and, and Winona Ryder will really care because they're used to this. this you know, they've been working in Hollywood for a very, very long time. In David Harbour's case, actually, he was he, he was working a lot and Stranger Things was the thing that really put him on the map. So he does owe that, that show a lot. And I also, I'm, I've been hearing that he's actually going to play a really pivotal part in season four. So I think uh, I think that's that's something that people, you know, they might think, oh, well, he's actually got a bigger role in this season. But then again, they've got to keep Millie Bobby Brown. They can't have Stranger Things season five and not have Millie Bo Bobby Brown in it. I that, that's quite tough to say that name. Uh, Kevin Feige is back in the comments, uh, but they rarely renew past season three because it's too expensive. Yeah, there are actually very, very few Netflix shows that have ever gone past season three. I, th I can think of... So uh, Orange is the New Black is one. I think House of Cards got uh, weirdly got over over three seasons. Uh, um, looks like uh, the Umbrella Academy is going to get more than three seasons. And then we've got Stranger Things with four. Money Heist has got five now. The fifth one's coming out soon. So there are a couple, but it's actually, yeah, it's very rare. They tend to kind of cancel them before. And uh, let me know what you guys think about all this in the comments below. And talking of cancelling, uh, people are trying to cancel Henry Cavill. And uh, why, you say? Uh, apparently, for two reasons. And this, I think, is just so dumb. So basically, first off, people think... <laughs> people have only just realized that Henry Cavill used to date Gina Carano. So if you know who Gina Carano is, I'm pretty sure you do. She's recently been fired from The Mandalorian uh, for posting something she really shouldn't have posted on, on social media. But then again, I don't actually think she should have been fired. I think that was kind of bang out of order, to be honest. Uh, and now she played Cara Dune in that show. Uh, she's actually also in Deadpool. And uh, she's an, a former MMA fighter. And before she kind of got really like into acting, uh, she was dating Henry Cavill. They dated, dated for quite a while. Apparently, they were quite serious. 
And um, basically what ended up happening uh, was, well, they split up. And then now it's 2021 and people are just desperate to cancel people. And a lot of people on the internet found out that, uh, oh, uh, Henry Cavill used to date Gina Carano. Let's cancel Henry Cavill. But actually it was more than that. It was because Henry Cavill didn't comment on the casting of Sasha Kallet as, uh, <laughs> as Supergirl. And I'm like, oh, really? And I was looking into all of this. And basically, first off, Henry Cavill doesn't have a Twitter. He has an Instagram, but he doesn't have a Twitter. He doesn't tend to post much on Instagram. That that was why this whole Mass Effect thing was so huge. He, he posts a lot of kind of training things and stuff on set uh, of The Witcher. But he doesn't, you know, make statements and things like that on, on Instagram. And I think that's perfectly fine. I don't think anyone should feel put, like, pressured into posting anything about anything on social media. I really don't. Uh, but basically people got annoyed with him because he wasn't saying anything about um, about Sasha Kelly being uh, being cast. And of course, she's Colombian, so she'll be the first Latina um, uh, uh, hero in the DCEU. So it's a big deal, I suppose. And Brandon Routh said, welcome to the family and, you know, a bunch of other people. But then I I, I looked at who else was, was had I looked at all the other kind of main DC comic superheroes and none of them. Literally, none of them said anything. So Gal Gadot didn't say anything. Ray Fisher didn't say anything. Ezra Miller's not said anything for a long, long time. And Ben Affleck didn't say anything. But for some reason, uh, people were trying to cancel Henry Cavill. Honestly, don't, you know, it just gets, it gets out of hand. And um, yeah, so Geek Osti says a load of hogwash. Yeah, it's rubbish. And uh, Paul, Paul Hurst. Hi, welcome to the chat, Paul. Says, my God, world's gone mad. So if you don't comment, you're wrong. Yeah, you're completely right. It's It really is it's, it's shocking. And I was actually talking about this because my wife's um, Italian. She probably won't like me talking about this. But we, we were talking about how um, like cancel culture is really just an Anglophone thing. It doesn't happen in France, where I'm from. It doesn't happen in Italy, but for some reason, it's like really prominent in the UK and and the US, and it's like it's it's kind of going a bit nuts. It's like people have you know it's political correctness, and I and I know I, I sound like a middle aged man saying this, but it is to a certain extent political correctness gone mad, especially when people are getting um, bullied and and, and supposedly cancelled by people for not commenting on things. That that for me is like. I mean, I think a lot of that happened to Sebastian Stan as well when he didn't comment on something or other. And it's just like, come on, we, we got to stop this now. It is really getting out of hand. And um, and I think I think it's a, I really do think it's an Anglophone thing. I think it's like a, an Anglo-Saxon thing for some reason. It it's over here in the in, in the UK and it's over there in the US and it's it's all over Twitter. And uh, that's really all Twitter is nowadays, unfortunately. There is a lot of good stuff on Twitter. You know, you can follow us on Twitter at Small Screen Co. And we just talk about pop culture. That's all we talk about. And this is the first time I've gone a bit more kind of serious on this show about cancel. I have spoken about cancel culture before. But it's really something that just kind of annoys me and I think it should stop. Uh, and uh, Paul, you say it's going to end up with celebrities coming off social media, not worth the hassle. Yeah, and a lot of celebrities have left social media because of this. Um, you know, because of that sort of thing. Again, bullying, online bullying as well is terrible. What happened to Kelly Marie Tran was awful. And, uh, you know, what happened actually to Gina Carano was really bad. She was bullied as well. And I don't think she deserved to be bullied. I think 
I honestly think she's just a bit naive and um and you know recently coming into all this politics stuff and it's very heated at the moment in the united states it's very heated in the uk as well but in the u.s especially and um yeah most as you say like most of the smart celebs geek hosty yeah they do stay off social media and uh, you're gonna have twitter mob after you <laughs> for my rickman comments <laughs> oh god i hope not I really hope not. But uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to end the show there because it's been almost an hour and this has been a relatively long one for me. So as I said, I'm going to do a WandaVision spoiler um, kind of talk tomorrow. So WandaVision episode eight. I'll do one on on small screen and then I'm also hopefully going to be on Lords of the Longbox to talk about that as well. That'll be fun. And uh, so you can tune in tomorrow. So I suppose that'll be around like 10.30 my time. I don't know what time it is where you <laughs> The time zone thing is all over the place. Uh, I think uh, I think it's quite late for you guys in america isn't it but um yeah so let me know uh so again thank you so much for so many comments it's the first time this has happened this has been brilliant it's been brilliant interacting with you guys and uh kevin feige sending me those contracts to play captain britain that'd be wonderful again it should be someone that with a british accent I, I i do think that and potentially one like mine so henry cavill would have been a good choice uh but yeah you can follow us everywhere at small screen co that's on facebook twitter and instagram you can follow me at ej lauder and you can uh, go and like and subscribe that'd be wonderful if you could do that that'd be really cool and you can also listen to this later as a podcast uh, you can find that wherever you get your podcasts at small screen stories and uh, with that i'll say goodbye thank you so much for watching guys it's been a great uh, a great live and i'll see you guys tomorrow cheers and goodbye